0: Then Jesus spake again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, You bear record of yourself, your record is not true. Jesus answered and said to them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true, for I know whence I came, and I know where I'm going. But you cannot tell whence I came, and whither I go. You judge after the flesh, I judge no man. Then said Jesus again to them, I go my way, you shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he saith, whither I go, ye can't come. He said to them, you are from beneath, I am from above, you are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, that you shall die in your sins, for if you believe not that I am He, you shall die in your sins."
1: Welcome to The Unchanging Word Bible Study. Our teacher is Dr. John G. Mitchell, a man who was faithful in teaching the Word of God for more than 60 years throughout the Northwest. The name of our study, The Unchanging Word, highlights the fact that God's Word has not changed. The Unchanging Word Bible study continues our study in the Gospel of John, and we are in chapter 8, beginning with verse 12. Now, in this section, Jesus presents himself as the light of the world. Now, this is the second time that Jesus presents himself as the I Am. Now, you remember the first time is in chapter 6 when he said, I am the bread of life. Well, in our passage here, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And Dr. Mitchell gives us a grand survey of passages dealing with the truth that God is light, which is who Jesus is. First John 1-7 says, if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, continually cleanses us from all sin. Well, open your Bible to John chapter 8, verse 12, with our teacher, Dr. Mitchell.
0: We come to you again, and we're studying together the gospel through John. I suppose some of you think, well, will we ever get through this gospel through John? Oh, yes. Yes, but I'll say this to you very frankly, that the more you read it, the more you get out of it. And the less you read it, the less you get out of it. I am very sure that God, by His Spirit, greatly desires that you and I shall know the truth as it is revealed to us in the Lord Jesus Christ, His beloved Son. And as we've been going through this Gospel of John and the claims of our Savior, especially from chapter 5 on, we come now to one of His great claims. In fact, this eighth chapter begins with them, with the Jewish leaders wanting to stone a sinful woman. And the chapter ends with them wanting to stone the sinless one. And you remember the light shines upon the consciences of these religious leaders and they couldn't take it. So I read in the first part of the chapter, chapter 8, that from the eldest to the youngest, they slipped out one by one. And after they were gone out, he turned to the woman and said, Woman, where are your accusers? And she said, There are on, Lord. Well, if there's no accusation, There's no need for a judge. So he said, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. He did not stand for her sin. Don't misunderstand me on that. The Lord. The Lord never does that. Our God is righteous. And when it comes to the question of sin, God must be righteous. But he found a woman I believe was a repentant woman. I don't think she was that when they dragged her through the crowd. But when she saw stood in the presence of the Savior, and heard his words, and of how he ignored these persecutors of this woman, even though they had the law of Moses on their side, yet when he said, "Let him, without sin, go ahead and cast your stone," I appoint you as the executioners of this woman, they slipped out, and I think there was a transformation in this woman. And the Lord Jesus said, "Neither do I condemn thee. Go." and sin no more. Now we come to the great teaching of our Savior in verse 12. Then, said, then Jesus spake again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, You bear record of yourself. Your record is not true. Jesus answered and said to them, Though I bear record of myself, Yet my record is true, for I know whence I came and I know where I'm going. But you cannot tell whence I came and whither I go. You judge after the flesh. I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I and the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, the Father which sent me beareth witness of me. They said unto, Then said they unto him, Where is your father? Jesus answered, You neither know me nor my father. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Now, in chapter 8, from verse 12 through 59, we have the great teaching of our Savior as the light of the world. May I again remind you that in chapter 7, we've had the great feast of dedication, pardon me, uh, the feast of tabernacles. And in that, the end of that chapter, our Lord had said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink, and so on. out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This speak ye of the Spirit. Then he goes on to say, The Holy Spirit is for everyone who puts their trust in him. That he, when he was exalted to the right hand of God, would send the Spirit from the Father to indwell every believer. Now the next day after this, he was sitting teaching the people when they brought in this woman and trying to trap the Savior. As I have said, he sprung the trap on them. Out of this came the great teaching, I am the light of the world. Now I said in my preceding lesson, and I don't mind repeating it, these Pharisees and scribes, these religious leaders, were trying to trap the Savior. Do you know what he did? He let a little light shine upon them, and they couldn't take it. They couldn't take it. From the oldest to the youngest, they slipped out until the Lord was left with a woman. I again repeat the statement, if men could not stand Jesus Christ, when he walked the earth in in veiled glory, tell me how are men going to stand in the presence of Jesus Christ in unveiled glory? People will be glad to get away from the presence of God. Just let the light shine and you can't take it. Sometimes people say to me, why, Mr. Mitchell, God wouldn't send anybody into outer darkness. He doesn't need to. Did you hear me? The law doesn't need to. Sinners, unredeemed sinners, uncleansed sinners. When the light of God shines upon them, they will be glad to get out of the presence of God. I say that reverently. Which brings to us, from verses 12 down through verse 20, the great discourse of our Lord, I am the light of the world. Now at the Feast of Tabernacles, they not only brought water, out of which the Lord said, I am... uh, Out of your being shall flow rivers of living water. But now he speaks of, I am the light of the world. Now there's a connection with the Feast of Tabernacles also, because they remembered the Shekinah glory of God when they were in the wilderness, and of how God went with them. A cloud by night, and a fire of light by day. Now Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You will notice in the teaching of our Lord I am the light of the world. We must remember that 1 John 1:5 says God is light. This is the message which we declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Jesus said in John chapter 9 verse 5 as long as I am in the world I am the light of the world. In John chapter 12, verse 33 to 36, he could say, Walk while you have the light, lest darkness cometh upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While you have light, believe in the light, that you may be children of light. The same chapter, chapter 12, you go down to verse 46. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. You see, friend, not to follow Jesus Christ means to walk in darkness. With all the scientific advancement that men have made today, men are still in spiritual darkness. People talk about new light. There's no such thing as new light. Christ is the light. He is the light of the world. And when you follow him, you do not walk in darkness. If you do not follow him, you will walk in darkness. You see, it's what he says here in in verse 12. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. If I don't follow him, then I walk in darkness. Do you remember Colossians 1.13 says, God hath translated us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear Son. There are two great kingdoms, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. All of us were born in sin. We belong to the kingdom of darkness. Then the Lord Jesus, who was the light of the world, came and he said, anyone who puts their trust in me will not walk in darkness. And as Paul writes in that passage of Colossians 1.13, he translated us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's blessed Son. Friend, what kingdom are you in? You are either in the kingdom of darkness or you are in the kingdom of light. It's so obvious. Christ is the light of the world. And in 1 John 1.5, this is the message that God is light. In Him is no darkness at all. And if I put my trust in the Savior, I am translated immediately out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's Son, where love reigns, where light reigns. Where are you? Where are you? If I turn my back on the one who is the light of the world, there's nothing left but darkness. As the 49th Psalm says, they shall never see light. And I plead with your heart, friend. I question if there's very much time left for any of us to bear testimony to the light of the world. Not to have Christ, I say it very bluntly, I say it kindly, I say it with love and tenderness to you, my friend. Now plead with your heart, if you have never accepted Jesus Christ, there's nothing left but darkness. You think about that. Not to follow him means darkness. Allow me to quote from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verses three, four, five, and 6. Do you remember that passage which says, If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of those who believe not, lest the glorious light of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. Then he goes on to say, We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us as verse 7 to follow him is to put your trust in him to put your trust in him you'll be translated into the kingdom of light out of the kingdom of darkness you remember the wise men in Luke's gospel they followed the star in Matthew chapter 2 you remember how the wise men pardon me it's not in Luke it's in Matthew chapter 2 how the wise men followed the star The star followed them right to Jesus. The star shone out in the darkness. They followed the star. They were led right to the light of the world. Oh, friend, I say kindly to you today, rejection of the light leads to endless death. You think about it. Notice what he says. The Pharisee says, you bear record of yourself. Your record isn't true. Though I bear record of myself, my record is true. I know where I've know where i come from and know where I'm going. You can't tell where I came from, and you don't know where I'm going. You judge after the flesh. I judge no man. But if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I and the Father that sent me. Notice over and over again. I am one that bear witness of myself and the Father who sent me, he bears witness of me. They said, where is your father? He said, you, you, don't, you know neither me nor my father. If you'd known me, you should have known my father also. Please notice, notice. Jesus said, I know where I came from. I know where I'm going. He said to the Jews, you don't know where I came from and you don't know where I'm going. All you know is the flesh. But I judge no man. I don't need to judge any man. But I'm not alone. If I do judge, my judgment is true. And I and my Father are one in the judgment. And my Father who sent me bears witness of me. Then he adds up by saying, You know neither me nor my Father. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. I come right back to what I said on the preceding lessons. If Jesus is not God manifest in the flesh, we have no hope nor do we have any revelation of God in His person, in His attitude toward men, in His relationship to man. Men will guess about it, but rule out Jesus Christ, and you're in darkness, spiritual darkness. And a person can have all the degrees they want to after their name, be a philosopher, a scientist, etc. If they know not Jesus Christ, they're in spiritual darkness. And how often this is revealed over and over and over again as we deal with people. It's just so simple. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, if you put your trust in me, if you believe on me, you'll not walk in darkness. They didn't know where they were going. They didn't know where he was going. I know where the Lord came from. I know where he went. I know the Son. I know the Father. I know where I'm going, and I know what the score is through eternity. And he's saying too much? No. If I follow him, I will not walk in darkness. And if I'm walking in the light, then he's going to reveal things by the light. And he is the light of the world. As you could say in chapter 9, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Oh, friend, and I know I'm talking to some today and possibly you're quite snug about yourself, quite smug about what you know and of your abilities and of what you have and your ambitions in life, and that may be all true. I'm not against saying any of that. All I say is if you do not know Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world, you're walking in spiritual darkness and you don't know where you're going. I repeat again, ignorance of Christ is the root of ignorance of God. That's why these people didn't know where they were going. Do you? Do you know Jesus Christ? If you do, you'll know God. If you do not know Jesus Christ, then you do not know God. Now, it's what Jesus said. It's not something I'm making up. This is what he said. And you'll notice over and over again, they interfere, they butt in, ask questions all the way through. In fact, if you follow it through, you'll notice between verses 12 and 59 in the chapter, these Jews interrupted Jesus Christ ten times. They interrupted him, which leads me to the next thing. He's not only the light of the world, but he's the great liberator. Now mark these claims. He's the great liberator. And I find from verses 21 to 36, he's the great deliverer from death, he's the great liberator from slavery, and then he gives to us the ground of the liberation. Turn in your Bibles to to John chapter 8. I'm going to read verses 21 and 24. He's the great deliverer from death. Then said Jesus again to them, I go my way, you shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whither I go, ye can't come. He said to them, You are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins." I repeat it, he's the great liberator from death. This affects, commands our destiny. Believing or not believing determines our destiny. You remember Romans chapter 8, the second verse, where Paul says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath set me free from the law of sin and the law of death. Here's a new law, a new law, which separates me from the old law, which produces death. For you remember the law of Moses was a ministration of death. You find that in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And the law of the spirit of life in Christ. Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and the law of death. I want you to mark the terror of unbelief. They shall never see light. They shall die in their sins. Where I'm going, you can't come. My friend, these are statements that Jesus said. These are not the statements of one who's trying to be a theologian or a religionist. This is the statement of the Son of God. If you believe not, you'll die in your sins. You'll not see light. Whether I go, you can't come. He's emphatic. He said that in chapter 7. He says it here. Whether I go, you cannot come. Unbelief shuts men out from the presence of God. Then what? Then what? I'm reminded of Hebrews chapter 9, 27. It is appointed unto men once to die, and after that, judgment. And Jesus said, in verse 21, You shall seek me and shall die in your sins. And whither I go you can't come. Verse 24, I said therefore unto you, you shall die in your sins. If you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. These are emphatic statements of Jesus Christ to you and to me. You see, in verse 51, let me give a contrast just for a moment. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Verse 24, if you believe not that I am he, you'll die in your sin. Listen, friend, can I be personal? You are either in verse 24 or you're in verse 51. If you're in verse 51, get out of it and get into 51. If you're in 24, get into 51. You see, the Lord's very emphatic. In verse 23, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Here is a distinct, clean distinction between Christ and these Jews. You have the same thing in Acts chapter 2, where Peter says to these Jews of the day, you're in one camp, God is in another camp. You put Christ on the cross. God put him on the throne. You cast him out. Heaven took him in. You're in one camp. You're on one side. God's on the other side. What side are you on? What side are you on? Look at verse 21, 24. If you believe not, you'll die in your sins. And then what? Then you've got to stand before God in your sins. Verse 51 of a man keep my saying, He'll never see death. What verse are you in? Oh, listen, man, listen, woman. I plead with your heart. If you're in 24, if you haven't put your trust in the Savior, why don't you put your trust in him now and thus pass from death to life? The Lord bless you.
1: Jesus Look for in his wonderful face And the things of earth Will grow strength In, him. in the light of his glory